Georgia. Welcome to the New Bridge broadcast with the services from New Bridge Baptist Church, located on Cleveland Highway, one mile north of the State Patrol Office, near the entrance to Laurel Park. Pastor Milton Harris invites you to join them for their services all week long, Sunday morning, Sunday evening, and on Wednesday night. Now let's join the services already in progress from the New Bridge Baptist Church of Gainesville. Good morning. Welcome to New Bridge Baptist Church. It's good to see each of you out this beautiful Sunday morning, homecoming Sunday morning. If you would, get your book, stand with us, and turn to page 408. <coughs>
you have your Bibles, turn with us to the book of Philippians, chapter number 2, and we want to read verses 24 through 30, the Lord being our helper. And if you're physically able, would you please stand in honor of the reading of the Word of God? I read back uh, where in Ezra and Nehemiah's day, they would take and read God's Word. They would start in the morning, break for a meal, and come back, and the folks stood stood how about that in honor of God's word and that's where we get the idea we need to stand if we can physically able in honor of the reading of the word of God all right verse 24 but I trust in the Lord that I also myself shall come shortly yet I supposed it necessary to see sin excuse me to send to you Epaphroditus my brother, my companion in labor, and fellow soldier. But your messenger, and he that ministered to my wants. For he longed after you all, and was full of heaviness, because that you had heard that he had been sick. For indeed he was sick nigh unto death. But God had mercy on him, not on him only, but on me also least I should have sorrow upon sorrow. I sent him, therefore, the more carefully, that when you see him again, you may re rejoice, and that I may be the less sorrowful. Receive him, therefore, in the Lord with all gladness, and hold such in repetition. Because for the work of Christ... He was nigh unto death, not regarding his life, to supply your lack of service toward me. Thank you for standing for the reading of the word of God. We're going to bring out a few things here in just a second, but I, let me just set the stage. We have three main characters in the story. We have the apostle Paul. We have Epaphroditus. And we have the Philippian church. Paul is in prison. And he has needs. The Philippian church has taken up a collection. And they have chosen Ephroditus to take that collection to the apostle Paul. And to assist Paul in any way that he can. And so we see that he comes. He presents the gifts. But he stays and he labors with Paul. But he has disregard for his own personal health to the point that he worked and he labored with Paul that he became sick physically, almost, Paul said, to the point of death. But he has recovered. And word has got back to Philippi, to the Philippian church, that he was very sick. And now Epaphroditus, and I'm getting a little ahead of himself, is in anguish, distress, because he doesn't want his brothers and sisters in Christ to be worried about him. And so Paul is going to send him back. He's going to have a homecoming. And the thought today is the anticipated homecoming. 
we'll show a few things here about his anticipated homecoming and then about our anticipated homegoing and homecoming, as it's been put. But first of all, let's break this down. Let's look at the fact that Epaphroditus first was an ambassador. In verse 25, he used the word messenger. It means an ambassador to the gospel, one sent out. Epaphroditus was sent by the church at Philippi to go and to help the Apostle Paul. As Epaphroditus comes there to the prison to help Paul, first of all, let me say he is an ambassador representing the Lord Jesus Christ. First and foremost, that's what an ambassador is, isn't it? We have ambassadors that go from the United States into other nations to represent the United States. Well, let me tell you what. As a born-again child of God, Ephrodotus, citizenship was in heaven, and he was representing Jesus Christ. Let me say today, my citizenship's in heaven, and I'm an ambassador, and I need to always keep in mind that I'm representing my king, my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But secondly, not only that, but he was representing the Philippian church, the church at Philippi. He was representing all of his brothers and sisters in Christ. The point I'd like for us to get in this today is that you and I are representing, we're ambassadors, the Lord Jesus Christ, and so our actions should be that that would be pleasing to our king. But let me say this, as we go outside the doors of New Bridge Baptist Church, we're also representing New Bridge Baptist Church. And I don't know about you, I do not want to bring a snare or disgrace upon my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I'm going to be honest with you, I've actually asked Jimmy, the Lord to take my life before I would bring a disgrace upon his name and upon the gospel and upon his church. Remember, we are representing New Bridge Baptist Church, and we ought to represent it well, right? So he's an ambassador. Ephraimus is an ambassador. But say, look, he's an associate. It said there, it used the word minister. One In verse 25, one who serves in an office, a minister. He was a companion of Paul. He came to Paul. He was sent to Paul. I want you to see uh, in this, first of all, he was a fellow brother in the family of God. He said, Paul said, my brother, my brother, my brother, my brother, my sister, my sister, my sister, my sister. Amen? Why? Hey, because we're in the family of God, we are brothers and sisters in Christ. Now, I'm going to tell you what, the only way to get into this family is to be born again. You're not going to get it by signing some church card. You're not going to get it by just coming up and shaking somebody's hand. The only way you're going to get to be in the family of God is to be born into the family of God, and that's through salvation and our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man come unto the Father but by me. 
I'm going to tell you what, he is the only way. And so Paul said, he's my brother. He's a fellow brother in the family of God. You're my brothers and sisters if you're born again in the family of God. But then, say, so look at, he was a fellow worker in the field. He, what, what, what was it he said? A companion in labor. This term actually literally means that Epaphroditus was easy to work with. Easy to work with. It's not always easy to work with fellow Christians, is it? But Ephroditus was easy to work with. Paul said he's a, he's a fellow worker. And he was a worker. You know what I mean? It, he rolled up his sleeves and he got in there. Could you imagine? I, you know, Paul's under arrest at this time. And he's going in and out. Just working, working. He wasn't ashamed of the Lord, and he wasn't ashamed of Paul, was he? Listen, don't be ashamed of the Lord, and I hope you're not ashamed of me or anybody here in New Bridge Baptist Church. Well, he's a fellow worker in the field, and then he's a fellow soldier in the fight. Not only a fellow brother in the family, not only a fellow worker in the field, but he's a fellow soldier in the fight. What was it he, he said uh, here? And a fellow soldier you know what this meant that meant he was one that was steadfast he was one that was in the fight he's the one that will not easily be moved now, I'm going to tell you what Paul gave him some high praise didn't he and he's a fellow soldier out there in the fight with the apostle Paul I'm going to tell you what we're in a battle how many of you realize we're in a battle amen I'm going to tell you what, I don't even get out of the bed half the time before Satan's already on me. I told him he's going to have to get a saddle and bridle. This bar batting's getting rough. I'll tell you what, but he, he, he's constantly on. We're constantly in a battle. And I'm going to tell you what, I battle him, I battle the flesh, I battle this worldly system. Every day of my life, it's a battle. It's a battle. But I'm going to tell you what, we just need to be steadfast. Unmovable. Lord, praise God, Brother Glenn, there's a reward coming after a while. So he's an associate. He's an ambassador. But then, thirdly, let's look at his affliction. We find in verses 26 through 30, uh, there, first of all, his sickness. We saw that uh, his means of the sickness came because of disregard for his own health. To serve the Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, Ephroditus was so sold out. He was so surrendered. He was so submissive to the service of the Lord Jesus Christ that he kept going and ignored his physical body's warnings. I'm going to tell you what, we need to be careful there, all right? We need to be careful. But this is what happened. Uh, the means of this was because he was going night and day for the Lord and he neglected his own body. But it caught up with him. Sickness hit him. How? 2013, he caught up with this old boy. Burning the candle on three ends or four ends or however many ends there could be. It catches up with you physically. It caught up with you. 
He's sick now unto the point of death. Paul, hey, Paul was going to be so sorrowful that, hey, he come to help him, and here he is at the point of death. But I want you to see what happened. This was the means of his death. But look at the mercy of God. Look at the mercy of God. What did he say? For indeed he was sick nigh unto death, but, don't you like that? But God. I like that. But God. But God had mercy on him. And not on him only, but all, but on me also. You know what Paul was saying? Paul was saying this was grieving me to the point it had brought me down. And so when God touched Epaphroditus and he healed him, it brought comfort and encouragement to the Apostle Paul. I'm going to tell you what, when we see someone that is sick and we see God touch them, it ought to encourage us. It ought to bring comfort to us. Amen. We should have been praying for him and hope we have. I'm going to tell you what. It brought tears. When Richard called me Friday, I'm going to tell you what, I almost couldn't talk for a minute. Hey, you know why? I got all swelled up. I got all, and I'm not ashamed. Of it. Hey, and I began just to praise God. Here's a, a dear friend I thought was fishing to make the crossing. I thought I'd got the phone call that he's made the crossing. But now, praise God, he's talking to me on the phone. Man, that's the mercies of God. Amen. Well, that's what happened to Ephraimites. But then look at the sorrow, the, the selflessness of him. He's full of heaven, heaviness. It says here means full of anguish and distress, deeply weighted down or depressed. It's only used, this term is only used one other time in the New Testament. And it's used to describe uh, the Lord Jesus Christ, how he felt how when he was going into the Garden of Gethsemane to pray before the cross of Calvary. That's Matthew 26 and Mark 14. So we see Ephrodias' his care, his concern, and his compassion for the people of the local church. You know what I, I think happened? He got well, and he got homesick. He's ready to go home. You see his affliction. You see he's an associate. You see that he's an ambassador. I'm going to tell you what, we're ambassadors. We need to be an associate helping one another in the gospel Christ. Is anybody in here that does not ever have afflictions? If you do, I won't shake your hand and just praise God for you. Amen. But we have afflictions. But I'm going to tell you what, when we stay true, amen, stay true. Well, I said all that. Here's, fourthly, the anticipated homecoming. The reality of his homecoming, uh, Paul is sending him home. It is a reality that he's going back to the church at Philippi. It's a reality. I'm going to tell you what, uh, hey, I can just imagine the joy that was in Ephrodite's heart and the joy, no doubt, that was in the Christians at the church of Philippi, and no, he's coming home. He's coming home. The rejoicing in the homecoming. Paul said in letter, he said, and by the way, Ephroditus, getting a little ahead of myself, but about right, he took what he was supposed to to Paul and done what he was supposed to do, 
Then he brought from Paul back to the church what he was supposed to do there. In other words, folks, uh, there he was faithful, wasn't he? All right, listen, they're rejoicing in his homecoming. The reception in his homecoming. I, th this was interesting. He said, Receive him therefore and the Lord with all gladness and hold such in reputation. Let me say his reception was to be happy, a happy one. The happiness. He said, Receive him with gladness. And it was to be one with honor. That word reputation earlier means precious or valuable. In other words, he was to be received with that gladness, a happy reception, but it was to be one of honor. He was a faithful ambassador. He was a faithful associate. He was faithful in his affliction, and now he's coming home to a happy, honor homecoming. You know where I'm going with this, don't you? The reality, Jesus said, in my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. He said, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. The reality, Stephanie uh, talked about it there in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 13 through 18. I can't close that. He said, we're for comfort one another with these words, and it is a comfort. But in that chapter, and, and you, you take time and you look at that, he said the dead in Christ shall rise. We see a resurrection. By the way, anytime Paul used the phrase in Christ, he was talking about the saints. He narrows this down to a specific group that's going to be resurrected. It is the saints of God that have gone on home. And so Paul narrows that down with the resurrection. Then there's the rapture. Right? We're going to be caught up together. In the book of 1 Thessalonians 15, he said, changed in the moment of a twinkling of an eye. There's a resurrection. Hey, there's a rapture. And then, hey, listen, think about this. The reunion that's going to take place in the sky. Amen? Then the rejoicing. Praise God. And... This is a reality. This is what the Word of God has promised us. This is what's going to take place. As I often say, did anybody here ever play hide and seek when you were little? You can't, boy, I always hated to be one that had to go count. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40. Uh, ready or not, here I come. They didn't say how. They just said count to 50. They didn't say whether it was by fives or tens or whatever. But the key, ready or not, here I come. But I'm going to tell you what, one of these days, the father's going to tell the son, go get her children, bring them home. Ready or not, here he comes. Amen. It's a reality. I'm going to tell you what, there's going to be rejoicing in our home going, in our homecoming. As we see our loved ones, I'm going to tell you what, uh, more and more gathering on the other side. <laughs> oh, what a time of rejoicing that's going to be. Praise God. But I'm going to talk about this for a second, the reception when we get there. We're going to see our Lord and Savior first and foremost. Amen. <laughs> oh, our family and our friends and our loved ones. Oh, oh man, and praise God. We're going to have our new glorified bodies. 
I'm talking about what a great homecoming. I don't know about you, but that excites me. The reception that's when. Oh, me. Have you ever thought about when you see Jesus? You ever thought about what you're going to do? I may just fall at his feet and kiss them nails with it. Oh, listen. I, I don't know. But I'm anxious to find out. <laughs> Amen. That's going to be a homecoming. Oh, listen. Let me say this. If we have been a faithful ambassador, if we have been a faithful associate, if we have been faithful in our afflictions, praise God there are some rewards that's going to be waiting, some crowns that we can lay at Jesus' feet. Oh, listen, can you just imagine? Paul was sad to see Ephroditus go. But Aphrodite was excited to be going home. The saints at Philippi were excited that he was coming home. I thought about this. Miss, miss my dad. I was sorry to see him go. But he was excited about going home. And the reception, no doubt, when he got there, they were excited to see him. Just the same way, hey, one day the Lord's going to call me home. The rapture don't happen soon. I'm going to go home. I'm excited. And I believe this is well, the ones on the other side are excited as well. Oh, what a homecoming. The anticipated homecoming. Oh, my goodness. Are you saved today? Can you anticipate that wonderful home going and homecoming that's going to take place? If not, today's the day to get it settled, to get it right. Because the Lord is coming. And it is appointed unto man once to die. And after this, the judgment. Death is on our trail. Are you ready? Are you ready to meet the Lord just as you are? Are you ready? Mm. 97.5 Glory FM is WGTJ Murrayville, Gainesville. And W248DL Murrayville, Gainesville.